so this morning as I was reading through Psalm 77, I feel like I've looked at this psalm before, and like many other times, I'm sure you've experienced this, or I hope you do. If not, then I encourage you to just keep pressing in. But we ask for God to reveal and ask the Holy Spirit to just reveal something new and fresh, and we know that God's Word is alive and active. And so this was felt like a real tangible example of that. I'm reading it and just like, wow, this is like, I feel like I'm getting insight to something that felt maybe dry in the past. And so Psalm 77 is broken up in the way many psalms are in that they are um, like in a circle, the way it relates. There's a place where um, the psalmist pours out his heart and then there's a transition like exactly halfway through. Is it called a, is that the chaotic? Um, that's one? usually, yeah. It doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. But it's a, it's a way of them writing, which I think is just beautiful. Um, in the first nine verses, this psalmist is pouring out his heart. And one of the key phrases is in verse two, where he says, my soul refuses to be comforted. He's basically saying, this is so hard right now. I'm crying aloud to God asking you'll hear with hear me you know it's so hard it's so difficult and i'm struggling will god lead me will he spurn me forever will he ever show his steadfast love again um and yet as it comes to the conclusion of those first nine verses he, it's kind of like a question to himself of saying um has a, will he spurn me forever? Will he never again be favorable? Has his steadfast love never ceased? Are his promises at an end for all time? Has God forgotten to be gracious? And I think we're all kind of encountering that a little bit right now when the world is unsettled and it's like, is God active right now? Is he doing anything? Has he Is he showing us in compassion or is he just angry? And then there's verse 10 and it's so pivotal. Because this, he says, in my, I'm reading in the ESV, it says, Then I said, I will appeal to this, to the years of the right hand of the Most High. In other words, he's saying, I am going to stop here and go to what I have known to be true. That God, who God is. He says, I am stopping here. I'm not going to keep complaining forever. I'm going to pause and appeal to the faithfulness I've known before. And then in the continuing verses after that, it's like going back the other direction, you know, reaching that full circle, saying, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. I will remember the wonders of old. I will ponder all your work. I will meditate on your mighty deeds. Your way, O oh God, is holy. He's great. And he goes on to just recount the ways that God has been faithful. And, and really poetically describing the whole position that God was in when he parted the Red Sea, how the earth trembled at who God was when they saw God. And then I just love the verse um, in verse 19. He says, your way was through the sea, your path through the great waters, yet your footprints were unseen. And I just felt like God is, was speaking so profoundly through that verse and that our way is through the difficulty. Our way is through the pain and oftentimes the suffering, but he has a path through it. And in fact, his path is not um, 
has never changed. It's us getting to follow the path. So we have to know to hear his voice. We have to know where he's going. And when we follow the path, it means that the waters are parting. It may not always be absolutely like, thus says the Lord, you know, the fire by night. It may not always look like that, but there is a path. And when we follow him and we're talking to him and we're, we're um, remembering who he is and how he, whether it's in faithfulness to us in our lives, going back to who he is, looking at scripture, we have a whole account of thousands of years of God's faithfulness. When we look at that, he takes us through the waters. His way is through the sea. And even when it's not always neon lights, we know it's good and he's there and we get to walk through it. So it's like this testimony. We can, we can cry out. It is so good to cry out. And then on the other hand, we get to stop and make an appeal to who God is. We know his faithfulness and then we follow that. And then he's faithful again. <laughs> Try to sum it up. You know? yeah, I could good. go on and on and on. Yeah. Oh, good word. So um, I would invite us, I think kind of the position we want to, the posture we want to take right now is praying and we can keep because we, we can pray from a position of calling out to the Lord and know that he's faithful and he will answer. And yet also we get to pray and remember and account and speak back the promises that have never changed. We know who God is. And so we can come to him from that position. 